Talk and Audio number 1065 coming at you from our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. Matt Robinson alongside Rob Christie. Missed another Sunday slot. Slack ass. Uh, what's going on today, man? Oh, I wish I was here. I just want you to know. <laughs> Got the postcard. Anybody access. <laughs> Exactly. Anybody out taking the, the train The weather is again? here. Wish you were beautiful. Although there was uh, 100% less vomit on any of my Happy to hear articles that, of clothing yeah. as I came back. So I sat alone, which is usually the best way to, and that way- if Ensure less vomit. Well, and if that's the case, then it's my vomit, which I am 100% okay with. Wow. Okay. Well. Is it more okay with yeah, 100%? No, I was going to say 100% more okay with somebody else's. Than someone else's, yes. That's yeah, a very key word to uh, to drop in there. It's true. So uh, I am I am struggling though with um, with, struggling. with with the um, you know global warming deniers, mm-hmm. right? We are now you know closing in on the second week of February, and the canal is still not open here. Yep, never happened before. So, so you're thinking they have a case. No, I'm thinking the ones who, who don't think they have a case are. Right. Well, we also did just finish minus 40. Yeah. Well, and then by Sunday, two days afterwards, yeah, one it, degree. It, it was one degree. So the fluctuation is also part of the global warming equation. That's so, true, man. So but wait, just before you, I had a conversation with a guy at work today who I won't mention his name, Tony. Okay. <laughs> who told me, he's like, yeah, it's normal. It's normal. Mm. These fluctuations and the fact that the canal will not get open this year for skating, it's normal. It's part of the Is cycle. that official now? They've said it's not coming? No, they have not, but- It's pretty clear. It's pretty clear that you need to have like 10 days of between minus, twin, minus 10 and minus 18 overnight. Yeah. Man, we're going to have above, above yeah. zero weather here for the next 10 days. So- Spring lewd coming at you. Yeah, really lewd. <laughs> Anyways- <laughs> He said. <laughs> I miss Winterloo. <laughs> That's right here in this studio. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's like, yeah, back in the old days, this place was, this place was radioactive. He's like, that's how all the dinosaurs got so big. And I'm like. What the fuck? Are, are you serious? Are you serious? He's like. Somebody I mean, caught I, Tucker Carlson last it, night. Cool. I mean, like in, in, in that, you know, like. In the Spider-Man movie, when the spider gets sort of <laughs> struck by that laser, like like that, <laughs> idiot. Like, but he says it to me with a straight face. I don't know what to tell you, Matt. No. Anyways, that's all I really got to say about that. We're on social media at Tall Can Audio. Tell us about your crazy work friends, uh, and uh, make sure you're following along on whatever podcast app you're hearing us right now. Make sure you have uh, you've subscribed. We were having a laugh last week there at. Uh, uh, you were in on last Wednesday morning Correct. throughout the show, not long after we'd been uh, nominated Faces Magazine for uh, yes, whatever we are. Sports podcast. Greatest rulers of the universe, something like that. Masters yeah. of the universe. Well learned, I'd say. Uh, but um, we kicked off that podcast talking about a lot of vomit. And so <laughs> any any positivity that was done? By our name appearing in the uh, in the nominations that send people our way, that's what they uh, that's what we opened the show with. That's what we greeted them with. And uh, so, if you stuck around from that, if that's how you've arrived here, uh, welcome. There'll be less vomit talk today. Not no vomit talk, but less vomit yeah. talk. And, well, and, uh, and, and if we that thank was you. your first show, where have you been? Yeah, 
And, and why'd you stay? <laughs> really? <laughs> if that was your first episode. Yeah. And, and Matt's trying hard to, you know, make this a legitimate, a legitimate show, but I keep trying to pull it back <clears throat> into the gutter. It's all right. I think that's what makes it work, man. Yep. But for sure it is. I think that's what keeps us somewhere in between the weeds. Yeah. Uh, I would, uh, I'd remind the good listener that uh, on Wednesday night, episode four of Beyond the R dropped. And uh, that is, of course, the uh, 24-7 style, like up close and personal look at the uh, at the Ottawa Red Blacks uh, put together by our friend Joshua O'Connor. He was in studio last week trying to clean up Rob's mess. <laughs> Sorry he had to follow that. But <laughs> actually, uh, it, it was a great job, great chat, great talking with him. Um, Go back and check that out at talkinaudio.com or wherever you're hearing us right now after you've listened to uh, or after you've watched episode four of Behind uh, Behind the R. It's been uh, a hell of a run so far. They've done a really nice job putting that together and and he took us behind the scenes on what all that looked like. And then we've had this week uh, a couple episodes with Graham Creech and Steve Bunda talking uh, uh, UFC, I think on 1064. Uh, Connor McGregor is back. He's going to coach a season of, uh, Tough. of The Ultimate Fighter. They try desperately to breathe some life back into that franchise. Man, oh man. And then uh, on 1063, I guess it would have been, uh, you know, talking about the Super Bowl, talking about whether Tom Brady's really retired. Um, a fairly baffling move by the Senators last week in, in firing their uh, AHL head coach in the middle of the night. Uh, lots to get to with those guys. So check all those out, like I said, at talkinaudio.com or wherever you're hearing us right now. Uh, a couple places we could start, man, but you know where we always start. We just heard you crack into something. What do you got going on there? I am sampling the, uh, courtesy of, um, you know, longtime enjoyer of the show. Mm-hmm. As everyone is. And, and all around good guy, LSG. Mm-hmm. He's provided me with the, the sense chirp beer from beyond the pale. Right. Now we did talk a little about that on the show a couple of weeks ago and, uh, and promote the event we were hoping to have have chirp in here, but, uh, the timing thus far hasn't quite lined up just because the event's over. Doesn't mean we won't have them in, but thus far, uh, that hasn't happened, but, uh, it turns out it was more of a rebranding than a brew, I guess, uh, Correct. on one of their existing beers, but, uh, it's good. And if you're not following along, if you're a Sens fan, you probably should be, uh, it's a rather insightful account, but also kind of a funny account. Um, I chock think- full of idiots. Oh. <laughs> no, not. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm talking with people who just sort of tune in and uh, there's some, there's some, as there are with all fan bases. Of course. But, uh, there's some fucking wing nuts. But uh, Dave behind Sandstrip, he seems like a good dude. So, yeah. Uh, Not talking about you, buddy. No, no it's true. <laughs> I got one over here that comes with a little bit of a story. You'll have to give me just a second. Uh, this comes from the Galveston Island Brewing Company. In, out of Texas? Yeah, out of Galveston, Texas. And uh, fresh back from Galveston, Bonnie Bunda. Mother of a good friend of the show, of course, Steve Bunda. And uh, she had gathered up some beers as she'd been touring around, killing off the winter down in the the southern United States and just waiting things out. And I only bring it up because uh, Bunda brought a couple of these over for for Creech and I on Sunday uh, upon Bonnie's return. And it hasn't been a pleasant return for Bonnie as we've, I don't know that we've ever talked about this on the show. I know Bunda himself has talked about it a little on the radio. Uh, They had a fire out at the the family farm, this would be at least a year and a half ago now, maybe more than that. And they have been wrestling ever since with their insurance company, not getting things up and going. And I guess Bonnie is pretty well known in the neighborhood or in the neighborhood around the area. Someone who's 
you know, teaches kids to ride horses, use the property for that. Steve Lloyd has talked about her quite a bit. Um, a name that a lot of people know, uh, around the city. And she's been jerked around a pile of times by the insurance company until they forced her into using this construction company to rebuild the house. Uh, that some of you may have heard about on the, the news this week, a company called Highbridge, which closed its doors Monday, unannounced to their employees, unannounced to their clients, unannounced to anybody, just walked away saying, sorry, we're fucking done, leaving everybody. Take the Highbridge, Matt. Yeah, I'm not gonna. It's <laughs> uh, a commercial. Yeah. So leaving a, hundreds of thousands of dollars in jobs unfinished, hundreds of, of clients and people just half finished jobs, unstarted jobs. Um, out in the lurch, a typical construction company insures all its jobs. You pay for that as part of your contract with them. They didn't do any of that. They just took your money. And, uh, so this property is also uninsured. Uh, this has been in the citizen this week. It's been on CTV news. So look, it's a tough time for, uh, for the Bund as it already was and a uh, tough time for, for Bonnie. Uh, if anything pops up in terms of a GoFundMe, anything like that, we will share the links because they're having a hard time at this point. Um, but, uh, Bunda, of course, the guy he is always, you know, always looking out for other people, brought in these, the beer anyway. This is a tiki wheat from the Galveston Brewing Company. It rolled home with, uh, with Bonnie Bunda. So thoughts with them anyway is, uh, is really why I wanted to bring this up. It's a disgusting thing that's happened to them. Uh, like I said, it's been all over the news here in Ottawa this week, but, uh, it's brutal, man, that, that these companies can just kind of throw their hands up and go, yeah, fuck, we're done and, yeah. and leave you fucked like that. I don't even know what to tell you, but I hope no, you, there's I, nothing to say. It's, I, it's I awful. Hope, I hope you pay for the beer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Blenda. See you, man. That's a shitty story. Thanks for the free beers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know that he even knew on Sunday when he came in, it was on Monday that this all dropped oh, in the okay. news. So I think at the time he was, uh, you know, He's feeling all right. And then the next day, yeah. another kick in the teeth for the family. So That's a kick just thoughts to them anyway. Is, is, for is sure. All, all 100%. Well, it's not, it's a terrible time. Period, yeah. Yeah. Period to have that happen. But. For sure. Hey guys, just dropping back in here to, uh, to confirm that as we speculated there, um, since we stopped recording the original episode, they have indeed put together a GoFundMe for Bonnie Bunda. Uh, the link is in the show notes at tallcanaudio.com or on your podcast app here. And, uh, of course we will share it on our social media feeds as well. So if you want to support Bonnie, if you got a couple bucks kicking around, uh, like I said, Bund has been a good friend of the show there for quite a while. So we, uh, we want to help get this out there and, and do what we can. So, uh, like I said, links for the, uh, GoFundMe are in the show notes on your podcast app there on your phone or at tallcanaudio.com, uh, for this episode. So, uh, check it out. And, uh, and if you want to contribute, that's the easiest way to do so. So, so this is an offshoot. This is a wheat. You said this is a, the tiki wheat. Yeah. It's a, they're classifying it as an American wheat, 5.5% from the, uh, the Galveston Island brewing company. Uh, not surprising to any of you. This is my first beer from that, uh, that particular brewery. Yes. Um, so appreciate uh, Bunda dropping that off and the chance to try something new on first sip. Tastes like a wheat beer, man. Pretty yeah. much what you'd expect. Right. And, and I got time for that, but, uh. So this is a rebrand, this chirp, as we said, is a rebrand yep. of their clear cut Kolsch. That's right. And so, yeah, Kolsch is just an offshoot of a, of a Weiss, right? So Weiss. It's, it's a really, um, it's a light beer too. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be slightly hop forward, but it really, uh, it's, it's a mild beer. That's yeah. what I'm getting from this. And, and I'm not a huge Kolsch fan. I don't dislike a Kolsch. Right. It's, it's an easy drinking beer mm-hmm. for sure, but. I was hoping for something with a little more bite. 
Yeah, I think you said that on here when we were first talking about the idea of well, I was uh, angry of Chirp uh, putting out a beer that it better be coming with as much as much heat as most Sens fans yeah, are right we're now. We're feeling, and yeah. instead, this feels much more like a Habs fan. Oh. <laughs> slightly on the wagon, slightly off the wagon. Exactly. I don't know. I'll let you know based on how they do tonight whether I love them or hate them. Does this short mustache and my comb over make me look fat? Yes. That's kind of the Habs, the Habs fan thing. <laughs> Um, a few different places, I guess we could start, man, but why don't we, why don't we start with the Buffalo Sabres today, locked up long-term Dylan Cousins, seven years, $7.1 million. Um, it, it, it feels a little rich, but this is the way we do this now, right? Guys going into their second contracts, all get fat money, hoping that it holds things tight based on what they might do in the next couple of years and the cap exploding. Um, the, the Sabres have been impressive this year, but it, sort of all seemed to be on the back of Tage Thompson and Rasmus Dahlin. Obviously that's oversimplifying. I'm not watching a ton of Sabres games this season, but I don't know. Did you have any sort of reaction, you know, in either direction to seven times seven for, for that guy? I think you've touched on it right there. It's so the way things are going. He's about almost a point of game guy this year. Yeah. Right. And, and I think what they have going on there is, um, is, is impressive, really, in, in terms of uh, you kind of go, well, what's happening with the with the goaltending, right? Do they... I little Yupa Pekka Lukanen. Yupa Pekka Lukanen, or yeah. whatever his name is. Um, and Craig Anderson. And, and like... D- Eric Comrie. Tukarski or <laughs> some, some other... Yeah, Eric Comrie is the guy. Yeah. But they're sort of patching that together. And and I felt like Tage Thompson last it, offseason was overpaid. Yep. On a, Same. On, a, on a 39 goal season and you go, oh wait. That's the first time he's ever showed that. Are you really willing to bank your entire, and yeah, now he's yes, it looks blowing good. that out of the water it right now. It looks good because he's actually scoring from everywhere. And so I'm not comparing Dylan Cousins. No. The workhorse from Whitehorse. <laughs> Love that. Um, to him, but you're right. Those guys get paid now. And at seven times seven, I don't think there's a real fear that, that, Cousins is going to, you know, blow up into a... He's making William Nylander money. Yeah. Well, see, and, the, and this is it, right? And <laughs> and for years, not not since, you know, the pandemic at least, but he used to rail against William Nylander's yep. contract, right? And and is that, is that due up in a year or two years? When is that? One more after this one, yeah. So... He and the, Matthews at the same time. That's been a bargain mm-hmm. at, at the end of it, right? And so... Um, but that is now how every everybody gets paid. Like, look at all the senators. Yeah, right? if you show anything in that first two, three years, they're going to roll the dice on you and try and buy up a couple of UFA years. And oh, I, I don't know. I can try. Like, there's not a ton of times where that blows. Like, if you're going to do that, I'd rather do that with the 21 year old than the 28 year old. Right? At least the age thing is on your side. It won't always work. But Colin White. Yeah. Okay. Fair. <laughs> But, what was that? Five times five? Yeah, just about five yeah. times six. I, yeah, I think so. It doesn't always work, but it, to me, that's a more reasonable gamble than what some teams do. You know, I don't. Maybe you have thoughts on uh, on Bo Horvat at eight times eight point five on the island, right? You're buying that that guy at his highest possible value. He's never done what he's done this year before. Yeah. And he's now 27 or 28 years old by the time this eight-year contract is going to kick in. I guess there's a chance he'll be worth it. 
but I'll take Cousins at seven it, in a, through his twenties uh, ahead of Horvat uh, at eight and a half through his thirties. I was just going to say that, yeah. right? To me, a guy who's going to be thirty-five or whatever yeah. Horvat's going to be at the end of his, and a guy who who at twenty-seven has has shown himself to be a really good sort of mm-hmm. twenty-five goal, fifty-point guy, right? Sort of in that range with great timing. Yeah, well, and, and, and <laughs> you're going to blow up, blow up this year if you're going to do it. And so, yeah, I I like the Cousins one better, and and as but I'm wondering why, you know, I, I guess it's hard to turn down fifty million dollars. Yeah, presented with the opportunity, I would probably take it, and not really think much more about it. <laughs> but but where's that gone? Right? It seems like now everyone's taking the security. Yeah. Right. The the, the, the people saying. No, I'll, I'll take the bridge where you go six, seven, eight, or whatever it is, five, six point five, and eight. You know, for what I mean? two or three years. Yeah, for three years, and then bang, I'm going to hit that home run mm-hmm. contract. At it seems like everybody is taking slightly less over over that term, right? Right, and so I, I just I, I look at some of these guys going though. You know what? Fifty million bucks, as you said, seven times seven point one gets you to forty nine or yep. or whatever it was. Yep. I'm happy enough with that and I'll get another crack at it at, at 27 years old and, and old man Lou will probably be sticking around to give me, <laughs> give me my $8 million at the time. Or, or son Chris. Right. right. Some, so somebody in a Lamorello suit is going to be kicking around. Exactly. I, I just, NHL players seem to be less willing to risk it, right? Like just, it's not that that's an unfair contract for that guy. Um, but if he'd have rode it out another two years and had a couple point a game seasons. Yeah. And the cap's starting to go up. Maybe it's nine instead of 7.1. I, right. Who knows? And th- and this is all I'm saying is yeah. why, why can't I sign a couple of years? Give me, give me that bridge. And then, then know that I could probably eke out a couple million more, as you suggest, as the cap goes up and my stats continue to go. Yeah. I, I think for a guy like that, when you go, I'm going to take it now because I don't think I can keep the, yeah. this is not sustainable. Am I really a point of game guy? <laughs> right. And you sort of go, mm, maybe not. Right? right. Like I look at, and it's funny, you talk about, well, you use, we'll use Drake Batherson as a, he signed for just under five. Mm-hmm. Man, and that guy, that guy's going to be worth one of those, he's worth a $7 million contract. Like the other guy signed. Yeah. But. He went first. Yep. And, Way to go, buddy. And he took the five years or whatever it was and yep. you go, now he's minus 32. Yeah, his game has warts, but he can score, which is still what we pay for in and, the and NHL. And you throw him on that on that second rank power play unit. He's he's great in that position to mm-hmm. help move. The, anyways, but yeah, you're first up and you go, oh, 4.95 for five? Yes, guy. It's still life-changing money. 25 million bucks over the, and so you go, but then you go, oh, but that guy signed for, for eight and that guy signed for eight and that guy signed for 7.8. an idiot. And you're like, no, loser. (laughs) And you go, yeah, somewhere there's like 21 million bucks of mine lying around somewhere. Yeah. But yeah. Probably not in this city. (laughs) No, no, for sure not. And and really, I'm not suggesting he is worth $8 million, but I'm just saying, yeah, first up and you're like five, 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 five times five. Where do I sign, man? Yeah. Let's do it. But yeah, at the end of the day, you're like, and if he continues to, uh, you know, iron some of those problems out, mm-hmm. we'll see where he is at the end of this contract. But man, oh man. Better coach. Maybe he helps him get there. Matt. Or we'll see. We don't need to get involved in all that. Maybe he can go wherever 
Troy Mann's gone. Sure. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a scene. Uh, oh, it's a scene, man. I don't know if you have a a scene it card. Are you a, a scene guy? Uh, scene no, visa? No, that's, that's a Scotia Bank thing. Okay. I'm a staunch CIBC guy. Yeah. Love to swear allegiance to a, yeah. a bank. Well, they don't even hold my mortgage anymore. So <laughs> it's, uh, screw you. Um, I don't know if there's a ton here, but I was just fascinated by the idea that that we saw oh. AMC and a couple different movie theaters deciding uh, we're going to start doing this sort of. See, I knew what we were talking about today, mm-hmm. and I didn't make that. You that, weren't following. I me. didn't follow that segue. I'm like, I don't know what the, what the hell. I thought talking I, about I here? thought I tucked that in pretty nice. Yeah, man. you did. Well, too nice for me. Even I'm like, I don't know what the hell is he talking about. So some of these movie theaters are going to start having basically what they call nowadays dynamic pricing for their theaters. Where blow me. Well, tr- <laughs> you know how Rob feels about all this. Or just what he's hoping is going to happen <laughs> in the back of a movie theater. Sorry, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, if you, nobody wants to sit in the first few rows because you hurt your neck or whatever. We're going to charge you a few bucks less. And in those perfect seats in the middle, we're going to charge you a few bucks more. And I don't know if the, you know, theaters have those kind of three seats off to each side, right? If you almost think yeah. of it like an airplane, yeah. right? That has this couple rows there and at the back. And I just find myself thinking like, you self-important douchebags, right? Like, it's not like you're going and getting front row seats to Taylor Swift's next concert here in Ottawa versus the nosebleeds to see uh, anti-flag or something, right? Like, yeah, this, we're all going to see the same movie. Yeah, there are some seats in this small little room that are better than others, but worthwhile to stand in line at the box office buying your tickets while someone else is explained to, well, if you pay this, you can get these. Just give me the fucking ticket stubs and we'll go all, I'll go in and fight like savages. Like we always have to see a movie. And I get the counter argument is that a lot of people buy their movie tickets online now. It's true, I'll be man, honest with you. I have, I don't think I've been in a movie theater since like 2013. Uh, it, it's been a little while. I saw Top Gun Maverick. Did you? The theaters. Okay. Yeah. And would you have arm wrestled somebody for a better seat? If you had oh, see, I, I was Just there. I was there at on a Sunday at like two o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, so you were the only people in the theater. Uh, no, jam packed. Okay, we were the only people there under seventy. <laughs> <laughs> the guy next to me, I swear, he had people this, had wandered in from their mall walk. Yeah, he had this <laughs> gross, wet cough. Oh, like right next to me. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I had to move my drink to the other side. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what's happening here. But like, Grandpa, could you not have kept your COVID at home? The whiskey I brought in in my jacket is not going to be enough it, to kill it, off exactly, this. Exactly. Whatever. <laughs> I'm having to rub down your, your, your arm of your chair and mine. Yeah. I, to me, it just, this is one of those things where I remember a brief period where there was talk of, uh, different train services and bus lines were going to have dynamic pricing on you're like you are not an airline you don't get i'm resentful enough of airlines that that do it but i understand but I'm like you're putting us all on the same greyhound that smells like the bathroom three rows behind me and someone might slice my face yeah. off halfway the, to the, where the we're closer going. to the front of the of the bus mat decreases the chance that somebody will be wearing your skin <laughs> as a coat on the way off <laughs> it's a big coat it's gonna take something <laughs> yeah you know and and i just i i find our uh, the further we go into this, man, the more and more 
like the further down the chain we go of businesses go, we're going to try this, right? We're going to see what this does for us. Well, and did you get the idea that they're going to decrease the prices of the seats? I did not. I assume the two rows, three rows at the front will be what everybody else has always paid. Yes. And then it'll be a little higher for everything else. Thank you, Matt. That's, that was the impression I was left with too. Like there's no way decrease is in this anywhere. It's like these shitty seats. I've actually gone to a theater back before you bought them online. Yeah. And then the only seats were in the front and I'm like, fuck it. I'm not, beat it. Yeah. Walking out here with a neck problem. Yeah. No. And and yeah, I'm craning my head way back and looking up. So I'm like, forget it. Yeah. No, beat it. Give me a refund. (laughs) I, I, yeah, this is one of the... (laughs) I was going to call you the Karen, but I know that's extra over the top. In this <laughs> she room, may so. have been there. Not <laughs> entirely there's, a, there's always a Karen is yeah. where we'll leave that. It, it, it's one of those things where, to me, this is completely unnecessary. This is a way to squeeze an extra couple bucks out of you. Most of these theaters aren't big enough for it to make a Man, real difference. Now. I know. and I, The seats get bigger. The people get bigger. The, yeah, everything, sure everything reclines now. And, and so. There's a couple of those ones that have like. They'll bring you food and, yeah, and drinks to your, yeah, to your, see, to me, I kind of get paying for that, but just paying to avoid the first two. And again, there is that thing that goes into it. That's just like, they say, this will happen on the website, on the app and at the box office. You're going to stand in line while someone tries to explain to the grandfather that you sat beside the different levels of pricing to see the same fucking movie we're all going into. And I have no time for that. All that's left, sir. Is the $48 ticket. Right. <laughs> to see whatever. The Top Gun Maverick, <laughs> clearly. All right. Yeah. Um, I like to be as far back as I can. Yeah. Right up to the back. Right at the back. Yeah. And it's got nothing to do with the nefarious activities. <laughs> it's really legit. Just, man, the screen is so big. Yep. Take it all in. And again, I think back to way back when I was a young kid and saw Gone with the Wind in the theaters. <laughs> No, I think about... There was a live piano player yeah, in the front. Out in the, out in the lobby. Yeah. There was a break. on Let's the all go, go to the lobby. Yep. Oh, man, don't kid yourself. I, I actually <laughs> saw that in the drive-in movie theaters. Um, yeah, I, like Return of the Jedi. I saw that in the theater, right? Yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. You'd go in, there'd be the bottom level and a, and a huge-ass balcony. Right. And we're all crammed in there like peons, but... Yeah, the days of this, when the Cineplex came out, right? And you sort of went with smaller, more, now everything's small. Like it's yep. just. Yeah, unless you go to one of the uh, IMAX kind of whatever. And again, right. you're willing to pay a little more for that. But um, people down in Australia were willing to pay a little bit more to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Maybe not feeling so hot about it after the fact. You were the one who brought this one to my attention, man. What got your eye on? uh, The chili peppers. And then maybe you weren't feeling so red hot about it afterwards. Hey, there you go, buddy. You You got this. You you can take over. You were working on it. And so I just, I just brought that home. It really, what caught my eye about it is, and and the headline was, I was gutted by that performance. Yeah. You're like, that's fairly strong. It's a little dramatic. Right. That, that, that the chilies were down there and they played their set, touring on two new albums. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a different story altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did not play Under the Bridge. Okay. And this made people irate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a fairly large Chili Pepper and fan. And you know I'm sort of casual at best. Yeah. 
I, I don't care if I ever hear Under the Bridge again. <laughs> right? But but so, you know, people who know three, you know, they're like, hey, uh, I'm going to the Chili Pepper concert. You want to come? They're like, well, sure. Yeah. And then you show up and they don't play the two songs you know and you're like, this fucking blows. Especially for what you pay now to see these bands. And I can only imagine they're not coming to Australia twice a year or anything. So yeah. Well, I think if it, Australia says don't come back, you're like, Psh. Perfect. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> we should have just been playing ABBA tunes or something. <laughs> but yeah, so to me, it's, it's the age-old conversation of of classic bands with new albums. Well, and classic bands who you know, whether it's Radiohead says I don't want to play Creep anymore, or it's Guns and Roses saying I don't want to play Sweet Child of Mine. Mm-hmm. Stones don't want to play satisfaction, whatever it is. And you're like, so it's that, it's that line between what the band wants to do and what the patron wants to see. Yeah. Right. Where, where that meets when you go, how fucking smug are you that you've got fat off of people loving your song mm-hmm. and now you're like, nah, I don't want to play it. I saw, I saw Dallas Green at yeah. the NAC and, um. I can't even remember that the one of his first songs that that he sort of released as a as a solo guy and sure it was just him on a on a, he had six guitars it was an awesome show right and um and some somebody yelled out I play and he's like it's not twenty it's not two thousand and five anymore move on <laughs> and and I'm just again it's like I didn't care if he played that song or not but. There's it people, was important to somebody who and, paid. Uh, and those people love that song. Yeah. And, and you go, yeah, I don't want to play that anymore. You're like, I'm, I'm confused by it, right? I think, I think when you're touring and you're touring on a new album, play three or four songs from the new album, right? Yeah. And then play the hits, man. Like, get on it. I wonder how much you, you're willing to, to tolerate. Like, you, it's, for you, it's, uh, you said a few. I remember uh, went with... Um, couple people to see Garth Brooks when he was here in Ottawa before the pandemic. Yeah. And he was on a new album and he kicked off the set and it was a, it's a ballsy move. Kicked off a set with a new song? Yeah. Oh. And I don't know, I guess if you're as big as Garth Brooks, maybe you can get away with that, but I thought it was a ballsy move. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, and he played that song and then he got on the mic. He said, how's it going Ottawa? And all this stuff. He goes, I know why you're here. I know. Humor me. I got two more off the new album throughout the set. The rest of it's going to be the hits, I promise. And everybody cheered. And you're like, I can put up with that. I understand you got whatever, right? But it was questionable to me to kick off the the show with something we weren't going to know, right? Like You got to start with a banger, then go, hey, here's a little something from the new album. Right. Which is what no concert cohort wants to hear. No. And actually, I'd prefer you wait a couple more songs before you do it so I can go get a beer at that point. Okay. <laughs> or I'm ready for a piss or I've, something. I've but... drank the, the one I had as I walked down to the seat <laughs> yeah, or the yeah, two yeah. as I'm waiting for you to get on. And then you're like, yep, okay. Right. Hit the new stuff. I'm can, out. I'm out. But I, I do, like, I, I understand the idea that these guys have to tour on the new stuff, but understand that the fans are here. Because of what you've already done, right? Like, I, I don't really care about this new shit. And that's going to be a constant battle. And I get if I'm down in in Australia, 
you're probably not coming back for a while, right? Like, this was my one shot at it. I heard there was a different... I didn't know what you were referring to when you sent this okay. to me, so I yeah. searched it out. And the first thing I saw was multiple news reports from uh, Kangaroo News or whatever it ABC, was down there. <laughs> yeah. The Australian Broadcasting Corporation. And they're talking about how long it was taking people to get in through a couple of like, I paid $800 for the VIP package and didn't yeah. get to see how... Like, so to me, I'm like, I can't imagine why Rob cares that these people didn't Doesn't. get in. Yeah, no, you couldn't possibly care less. I had no, to keep searching. For so. sure, for sure. Yeah, well, see, you send me on articles and I'm like, okay, I'm just, this is what I want to talk about. Um, but, but it is. You'll take care of that if you want to talk yeah, about it. And, and let's be honest, like you and I went to see the 22nd anniversary of, of the Fully Completely album. Yep. That's what people want to see, man. Give me a, Give me the classic shit. In its entirety. Yeah, but they did, they, they, the I, whole tour was based on, we'll play the album for you, of start course. to finish. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is, is that's the kind of thing. But I'm, if you're touring on a new album, do I get yeah, to yeah. expect that? But see, that concert, if you remembered it, they still played oh, yeah. Loneliness at the End of the Rink or whatever, like, <laughs> and Man Music Machine or whatever, like, there was. Just out here waving at them. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was three songs that they opened with. They opened with Grace 2, obviously. But they then, played the whole album start to finish. No, I know. But that was, that was after three songs that opened. So it was Grace 2. And then it was, yeah, like, honestly, it was Loneliness of the Businessman. The Lonely End of the Rank. <laughs> escapes at hand for the Traveling Man. Fifth Business. I don't know. Something was happening in there. I I, I don't know. Yes. No, you don't. It's, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But those three songs happened before they then kicked off into the fully completely album in its entirety. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, there's to me, I, it's a bit of a roll of the dice, right? What does the band want to do when you get there? You can be annoyed about it after the fact. You can say, don't fucking come back. Like apparently Australia is saying to, uh, gutted. to the I was chili. gutted. Yeah. <laughs> seems a little dramatic. It does seem a little dramatic. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, that's, I just, to me, it's that age old conversation, right? Where, I think I said it before. The Stones said the equation is we want to play 30% what we want to play and we want to, we'll play 70% what the fans want to hear. It's so funny to me that you go in knowing that your fans are not going to like 30% of what you're about well, to Well, they're not, who says they're not going to like it? Well, it's, just, it's not the ones where you go. But, but we're prepared to live with it. If you don't like with 30% of the yeah, show. What, how are you going to give that to me? You're going to give that to me in one lump sum or are you going to. So what do you, what's your preference there? Give me a shit segment or oh, do you want to spread be, the shit throughout? It's got to be spread out. Oh, I want the opposite. And I want you to tell me up front. Oh, yeah. This is about to suck. Pisser, beer. Yeah, go into the beer pisser, line. Maybe get to, some merch. Back to the seat. Yes. Yeah. All right. I, if you're I, prepared to tell me after song five, hey, you're going to hate the next four tunes. Cool. I'm a, like, <laughs> if you were thinking about buying that new tour shirt, this would be a See, great that'd be time good to go. for, that, That'd be good for business, man. Okay. All right. We're going to play some new stuff. The merch line's over there. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll do that. Let's, all right. Yeah. Okay. Matt, you know what? I, I don't know. Let me ask you this. Speaking of events that are increasingly unpopular, I guess, as we move through them and there is zero chance of this happening. I don't know how much you bothered while you were away this weekend to check in on the NHL all-star shit. I saw literally nothing of the skills competition other than the little clips that people throw up on Twitter or, or whatever. And I saw maybe 10 minutes of the tournament itself on Saturday, the three on three. But uh, Dan O'Toole, guy who seems to have vanished mostly off the face of the earth outside of his uh, occasional appearance on the, the gambling commercials. Bet River. Tweeted out 
an interesting idea because the game is or the the festivities are going to be in Toronto in 2024. Uh, we talked about it a little bit with Creech and Bunda that they had 25 and 26 marked out as to where they were going to go. Hasn't been officialized, hasn't been you know put out there, but they know where they're going. 2024 was left open because there might have been a World Cup. There won't be. So who can take the sh- the All Star Game on short notice? Toronto's got convention center space, hotels, and the arena, whatever. What Dan O'Toole tweeted out, do it at the Dome for the skills competition and light it like a concert, put maybe two rinks instead of one, maybe three. And instead of the thing that was getting shit all over this year was how long it was taking to take down this thing from this event and then move the carpets out of the way for this and then do, you could do a fastest skating on one rink and have everybody focused on that. Only light that while you're switching out things on the other rink, move it back. Like a three ring circus. Yeah. I like it, man. The three ring circus. It's an interesting, they'll never do it, but too bad. It's in a place like Toronto where you (laughs) might be able to sell enough tickets to make it happen. Uh, The Leafs aren't going to want you to go to the dome, right? They're going to want you. Right. In their building, that even though Rogers is sort of half involved with one, but, but it's an interesting idea. Could you reshape this a little bit, eliminate all that downtime where you're waiting to bring out fallout boy, this year's green day to play the, 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 whatever they're going to do. And then you have to wait again to. Is there any chance you could just play light them up like three times in a row and hit the, <laughs> hit the bricks? <laughs> Pretty much all it was. <laughs> Look, I. It's not the worst idea I've ever heard that just the dome, especially now, I guess I, I'm only thinking of this right now. The dome next year is going to be in its second off season of renovations. So it's probably not actually going to be. So this seems like a perfect time. Take yeah. out the grass, whatever turf, whatever yeah, you got gonna there. There's going to be no seats. Oh, okay. Seems to be a yeah. money-making problem. Yeah, that's true. Standing room only, cram in more people. But in principle, the idea of being able to throw down two rinks, alternate back and forth, Maybe sell a few more tickets. Not seems, a terrible idea. Seems like a shitty idea, Dan, that you didn't think about the seats. <laughs> They're important. Somebody would have thought about that before you tweeted, but that's okay, man. Dan O'Toole known for sometimes not thinking before, before tweeting. Before tweeting. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Actually, most of Twitter known for. Yeah, exactly. Um, I saw quite a bit of it. Okay. I was. Uh, so you were hard at work on your. Uh... What was he? In, well, so, sorry. I uh, Saturday evening, they sort of ran a. Recap. An edited recap version. Mm. I, I, I'm normally, if I was at home, not trapped in a hotel room in some far flung region of the province. Yeah. Um, Boo. yeah. So it, it just, um, I thought, all right, I'll, um, I ordered a pizza. Yeah. Had a couple beers. What else am I going to watch? Checked out the high channels up in the 900s. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The, bill that to the This will not show please. up on my it, bill, I trust. It, it'll show up on somebody else's <laughs> bill under, uh, anyways. Yeah, it's not for me, and I've long since got gotten over getting upset about it. No, I don't really care. And on, but when you're looking to fix it, it's not a terrible. Yeah, for keep sure. It, keep it banging a little bit. Back I and don't forth, need but. to see anybody on on the ice talking to the to the players and the like. Like yeah, yeah. Like PK Subban, beat it. <laughs> like unless it, you're putting the skates on. Yeah, and I don't even. I don't just mean PK, but no, anybody no. who's 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 trying to be hip and cool and funny and all those things. I the things that, that we don't try for here, that we, right. <laughs> things that talk in audio absolutely are not. Hip, cool, yeah. funny. <laughs> no. One of three. Hmm. 
Yep. You figure it out. Yeah. You. you know what? At talk and audio, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> Clearly it's hip. Have 100% Obviously. lockstep with yeah. today's youth. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, man. But So no go on the dome for you. Uh, no, I, I, I was saying, yeah, that's a great idea. See, that was not coming through. Yeah. It was, it was once you said no seats and you're like, Psh. yeah, it doesn't matter at this Idiot. point. Right? Yeah. But no, the, the concept itself of a larger venue with three rinks yeah. makes perfect sense because it's too long, three hours, man. You need to cut that shit like in Almost a third. Almost half. Yeah. That's yeah. a 90 minute event. And just keep running it. Yeah. Moving from here to here. And yeah. And you go, and I don't want to see, and just run the main, just get, give me fastest skater, give me hardest shot, give me accuracy. And I don't know. Breakaways that don't involve like mini me's or. I don't uh, remember when that stopped being a thing, right? Well, like they got rid of the breakaway thing for a long time. And then every time they've brought it back, there's been some sort of gimmick attached to it and trick shots. And yeah, like Luongo was a good sport getting in there. And yeah. people were, of course, had to rip Sarah Nurse. Go, oh, Shesterkin didn't even try on your. Yeah, goalies are known for trying at the All Star game. That's yeah. a thing that they do. That like. I, there's some stuff that they've tried and added in that's kind of worked, but like all the extra stuff, remember the one that was off a platform at a target that stunk. Yeah. Um, there's always something at the dunk tank, you know, look, Sidney Crosby got wet. <laughs> yeah. I well, like, if it wasn't this huge thing that you were just shooting at surfboards. Right. <laughs> well, what was the, uh, Nick Suzuki, the pitch and putt, the golf competition yeah. and, and Hilarious because they're not making the playoffs and whatever, but he won oh. a year's worth of Chick-fil-A and they interviewed him. What, how, you know, what do you think? Cause that's clearly a sponsor. Montreal yeah. doesn't have a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the most NHL answer you could have possibly yeah, For sure it is. And my parents <laughs> live somewhere in Ontario, like a GTA. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'll give this to I'll have to find Brad somebody. Marchand yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll have to find somebody else to eat all that chicken and get all that diarrhea. They had uh, David Pasternak tried to do the Happy Gilmore impression. And to someone like me, I'm like, all right, that's kind of funny because of the accent and because I love Happy Gilmore. But Happy Gilmore is 25 years old at this point. Like, have the kids that this is supposed to be for seen Happy Gilmore? It's just one of those things where they're trying, but. Man, it just, it didn't work was again. Was he in the batting cage taking, taking shots to the sternum? Is that, <laughs> is that the thing they were trying to re- toughen up for next season? <laughs> trying to replicate. <laughs> taking off the skate and trying yeah. to stab somebody. Yeah. Let me know, <laughs> let me know when that happens. I'll watch that. Yeah. I want to kiss you all over. Hey, that's what, that's the Billy, that's the. To the night closes <laughs> Exciter or whatever the name of that band is. No idea. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Subway. <laughs> More of that, please. Can we? Can How we did ha- Subway not sponsor that? Now that I'm thinking about the movie, forget yeah. Chick Fil A. Yeah. See. Yeah. All right. They need to consult people who've seen the movie. Yeah. And then do nothing but recreate it for all of next year's events. Should be Happy Gilmore based. Yeah, for sure. We'll see, man. Toronto. They were complaining that the seats looked half empty in Florida, like there was other events going on in the building and people at different clubs and bars in the arena. I can tell you if you're counting on seeing the seats full in Toronto, uh, you may be in for a disappointment if you've ever watched a weeknight game in, uh, well, and you're fine as long as nobody tries to, you know, look at the crowd in the first five minutes after. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, After uh, an intermission. Platinum lounge, man. It's really nice. It's really nice. Well, if I'm, yeah. If I have access to all that. Yeah. You never will. 
No, it's 100% true. I will not. All right. We got other stuff to touch on, but before we do, new pints. What's happening over there, man? New pints. I got a, a, a classic English stout. The Broken Nose Stout from Cameron's at Oakville. Coming in at 5.1. The head's nice. I've poured it into a glass like normal people do. Yeah. Like non-warriors. Non-warriors. Non-tenacious warriors. <laughs> um, Crooked Nose Stout. There is uh you of all people should relate to the, uh, <laughs> as opposed to the broken nose state that you called it. <sighs> oh, is that what I called it? Yeah. Okay. It's all right. I do have a crooked nose though. A couple of cross games will do that too, Man, right? I'm living in Peterborough. Mm-hmm. Now Peterborough Saturday night will give you that. Let's all meet up in the Canadian Tire parking lot. And well, no. First, fucking fight. First word. <laughs> fuck and fight. No, fucking. Well, you okay. know, <laughs> this end of the parking lot. <laughs> You do you. Yeah. Any down here. Those people are over in the KFC yeah. parking lot just on the <laughs> other side of Water Street as it rolls over. Yeah. Everything spills out into George Street first. I'm comfortable with that framing of this too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Spills out. Yeah, that's true. Wow. When you're you Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, very nice. Okay. Creamy. It has that nice um sort of earthy kind of stout. Feel. I like very, that. Very British. Yep. I could be um, sitting next to a open fire, having a pint in an English pub. All right. It's delicious, man. Clearing the dance floor with <laughs> that poor, was an, poor antics. That poor, was in Ireland. Poor behavior. That right. was in Ireland, but that's okay. Like, yeah. That did happen. Yep. And the drummer in the band is looking over like. Really, Rob was just out there busting a move so hard that no one else was interested in in competing. Think of Elaine with her crooked leg kicked out to the just side. That's thumbs kind of, pointed in. Yeah, that's kind of what Rob had going. Ah, <laughs> we like it uh, over here. Something a little less interesting, a little more macro. Just going with the the Molson Canadian today, man. Just uh, feeling like that to follow up the uh, the Galveston Island. Uh, bring something back a little closer to home. Right, okay. so we'll do that. Uh, look, let's talk, uh, you know, we just finished talking about what might fix, how you might kind of, I don't know, adjust and get a little more interest back in the all-star game. One thing that might do it is all-stars like Nazem Kadri getting just blasted (laughs) to the ground. Right out of his skates. Monday night, we saw a great game. Flames and Rangers, a lot of the, I didn't see the whole thing. I was flipping around because... Hadn't been much hockey in the last few days, or at least real hockey. And when they fired it back up. I forgot that it actually started last night. Yeah, they were back up and running because we're doing that bye week. Half the teams had time off before, half had time off after. And some teams have a weird kind of hybrid midway through. But Nazem Kadri had represented the Flames, I believe his first All-Star game. Uh, And he comes back. The Flames play the Rangers in a really tight game. But Jacob Truba was on a mission. He had also... Uh, taken out Dylan Dubé early yeah. in the game. Uh, and again later. It was chippy, man, for an interconference game. But all the attention afterwards was on Truba, and he's a guy who's developed a bit of a reputation. It's kind of you love him, you hate him. Um, Maybe he's going to forearm shiver you. Could be, yeah. Uh, what do you think of, of Truba's performance against Calgary on, uh, on Monday night? Dynamite. Yeah. Dynamite. Dynamite. And and really, to me, it's it's... Like those hits are are clean and legit, like arms down right through just Yep. Hey man, if you're gonna try and throw the puck through my feet and dance me, 
Guess what? I'm going to fucking bury you. Bam! And so- The only people I saw take any exception to that hit, no surprise, were on the Calgary broadcast. Even Twitter, even Flames Twitter seemed to be, fuck, that's a good hit, right? Like, and Twitter's crazy as shit. Like, nobody gives anybody the benefit of the doubt on the other side. This seemed to be fairly unanimous across, that's a great hit, except for whatever reason, uh, it was called a headshot on- uh, on the Flames broadcast, yeah, which, yeah. We cannot take that hit. He does, as we said, there's all kinds of things that Truba does that are really on the line. Yep. Right? Like he just sort of, as a big man who's always out there, you know, sometimes you miss just a bit. Things happen, right? Sure. Bo- body parts seem to get away from the core and <laughs> yam a wham. And so. I've always found mine stay too close to the core. Yeah, well. <laughs> He's a big man. I oh, say, I see. I say, right. Okay. It's, it's, that's, Whoops. That, that's important. Yeah. Of, that's important distinction here. <laughs> Those were good hits. Um, and I, I, I still don't get the why I have to fight because you got smashed. And this is, this comes up all the time. Oh, for sure it does. Yeah. You know, I lay a clean hit. Somebody rushes in to defend me and, or you know what I mean? In terms yeah. of, yeah, yeah. For it, sure. It, it, this is just a conversation that I don't know. How we get away because the opposite conversation also happened. And maybe this is the Leaf fan in me coming through that always, oh, nobody comes to his defense. And that's a problem. Also right? Senator's conversation. Yeah. So I don't know what people want in terms of everybody complains that after a big clean hit, someone jumps in, but everybody complains if nobody jumps in. Like it, There doesn't seem to be a perfect reaction to it, but I don't want those hits to go away. No. Right. Like those are. I want staged fights right off the face-off to go away. Yep. I want the dirty... Yeah, knee on knees. All that stuff. I want that to go... What Jacob Trubo, love him or hate him, was doing on Monday night, I don't want that to go away. That's a part of the game that has to be in there. Well, and, and if I can hit you clean, like very few people step up now yeah. in that fashion. Right. And so to me, it's... You know, I think you have a pile of people. Now, Kadri and Dubé should not be those guys. No. But with the speed of the game and the youth of the game, like I look at at, at some senators who go, oh, I'm just going to try and cut to the net. That guy's not going to really, oh, bam, I'm going face first into the boards, right? <laughs> You're like, yeah, it happens. It happens when you play against men, right? And yep. so, but these guys are, these guys are vets. And so. Well, and. To their credit, like Dubé jumped up and wanted to fight and that's fine. Like the guy who gets hit, if he wants to try and take you on, I think that's okay. I don't like the rest of the team rushing in. Don't cleanly hit our guy. That bugs me. How dare you? Kadri has a history of his own, right? In terms of what, and so I don't know that he's really ever going to get the benefit of the doubt. Not that it was necessary here. Like I said, that's a clean hit. Yeah. But that's a chippy guy who delivers hits and when you play like that you're gonna get hit and I, I yeah I don't know man I, I enjoyed that game it was surprising to me because these aren't rivals right these aren't geographical uh guys that are or teams yeah. that are likely to see each other in the playoffs but there was some chippiness to it there was some energy to it and Jacob Trube is one of those guys who's kind of uh you know has, has split opinions on him right he, he's but I think one of the things that Gerard Gallant likes about him is that he does seem to be a guy who drags you into the fight, right? Yeah. He, he wants to play that way. And sometimes if the if the Rangers aren't going that way or maybe have too much the other way, he's an element. And we've seen him just earlier this year, right? Skate 
past his own bench. I think he was getting thrown out of the game or a 10 minute misconduct or something looking at his own bench going, let's fucking go. Right. And yeah, I don't know if he's a captain type or not in terms of personality, but the way he plays on the ice, I wouldn't mind if my guys followed that. Well, and he's a big dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and underrated in terms of, of, of his size and, and he can play it however you want to play it. Yeah. And we'll throw, and we'll throw the gloves. Yep. And I, I think part of it was for a lot of Canadian hockey fans, even if you're not Jets fans, we wanted to leave Canada. Well, that's going to happen. My right? wife's a nurse. She can't get a job in Canada. And you're like, yeah, there's no hospitals or yeah, we don't, anything else. We don't here. treat people here. <laughs> Yeah, so if you get hey, sick, I, you just die in the I, street. I, in I, I get it. I get it. So, uh, but good, good luck in Ulaanbaatar. You know, that's instead he ends up in Manhattan. Yeah, it's not, it's not close. Bad. It's very close. <laughs> right? But I get it. If Canadian hockey fans want to hold that over him, I, I don't love the guy, but I, I don't want to see that style of play disappear either. Right. Well, now, and so. I watched you watch that game earlier in the season. Ottawa was in there, and he and he and Kachuk fought. Right. That's a couple of not fighters per se. But just a couple of big dudes that are willing to play hard, and, and to, yeah. just and throwing them like there was there was some swinging for the fences. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the kind of guy he is. And guys who could, in all likelihood, we'll see where this goes, uh, could be Olympic teammates at some right. point, right? Like yeah. they're playing hard. Um, we are sitting here right now. Maybe before we move on to a little baseball talk, three years out from the next possible Winter Olympic Games in Mulan, Italy. Not Ulan Batar. No, yeah. slightly different. Yeah. Um, do we think there's any chance, like where are you at at this point? That's the next Winter Olympic Games. Will the NHL be there? And there's something to me that's sort of, how many times in my life will I see the greatest NHL players in the world playing in Italy is somewhat fascinating, right? Like, uh, the, they held the games in 06 yeah. in, uh, in Torino or Turin. I've never really wrapped my head around which was the Italian and which way we were supposed to it, pronounce Torino. It. Turin. Turin. Yeah, whatever. Uh, they're going to Mulan and Cortina, I believe, is the co-hosting city, the same way we did Vancouver Whistler. Yeah. Any confidence that this is going to happen is the fact that it's in Italy who couldn't possibly care less about the NHL going to hurt it. Uh, the players are obviously going to push for this again, but I lean, I lean slightly to the no. Okay. I lean slightly that way. Even with the world cup, uh, did the world cup cancellation help or hurt your belief in this? If anything helps. Okay. It helps because I think they like what it does for the brand. Best on best. Mm-hmm. And you are really missing a generation of, of some stellar players. All right? these guys, yeah. Right when you look at 2017 or 18, whenever that last sort of the World Cup was in 2016, 2016. then we missed the 2018 right. Olympics. So there you go. So didn't have a World Cup. Missed the 22 2022 Olympics. You're talking about a decade. No 2024 World Cup. In terms of if if it, we're looking at Sochi being the last Olympic Games, yeah, man, it's a, it's 12 years. You think of the names. McDavid wasn't in the league yet. Yeah. Pasternak. Like you go around different countries who the guys who have emerged and get, you know, Karol Kaprizov has not yet played any meaningful international hockey. Austin Matthews. Yeah. No, they're just. All these countries are missing out on. Well, and it's guys like Stamkos. Yeah. Who, who you look at the resurgence his career had. Like yeah, I didn't yeah, even yeah. have him on the. No, same. And so on the 2022 team, and so 
We might have by the time it came around. Yeah. <laughs> the time, but yeah. yeah, yeah but that, Initially, we did not. Right. And that Sochi games, you know, he missed it with a knee problem. Yeah, it wasn't that where he broke his leg around yeah. the, the net post. And he's working hard and he's trying to get back. And, yeah. and, and that's just a, missed it. That's a guy who's going to be a Hall of Famer and his career will likely, in my opinion, go without an Olympics. Yeah. So would I like to see it? Yes. I sort of lean towards the six hour time change and it not being in a North American market. That they're just sort of. But they wanted China and missed it. And that was going to be a way bigger time. Yep. No, I get it. I get it. I just, at this point, I, I'm, I just sort of, the logistics of everything just sort of slightly leads towards, no, they want China because it's a, it's 1.5 billion people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A, that's 3 if billion one, eyeballs. If Matt. 1% of those people Correct. watch. <laughs> right. I, I'm not sure Italy is bringing the same cachet and, and potential, you know, bonus bucks. No, it absolutely is not. Although maybe for your Swedes and Finns and Czechs and whatever, it's close enough. Swiss. Can they travel and don't, it'll be in their time zone? Don't forget about the burgeoning Germans. Right. How oh, could I? the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could see the uh, the Stutzler dry sidle power play that we've all been clamoring for. Paterka. Don't forget about I would Paterka. never forget ah, J.J. Paterka. And, and my favorite guy. Erhoff. <laughs> no, it's even, what's his name in, uh, Cider, Mo Cider. Mo Cider. Oh, he's my guy. Mo Money, Mo Cider. Yeah. Love that guy. Uh, look, great article. We will share the link in, uh, in the show notes and on Twitter from Jason Stark this week, who went deep in the deep, athletic. Deep, deep. No, man, no. Um, on, uh, on the schedule changes coming in baseball this season and, this was announced coming out of the lockout strike lockout last year, but we were too up our own asses looking at changes to the draft changes to international selection, like just so happy to have baseball back that we knew there was a change coming and there was going to be some rule changes coming, but all of it was pushed to 2023. And one of the biggest ones was going from this balanced schedule where you had to, or unbalanced schedule where you played all of your games, or you played your own division more than you played anybody else. Right. And that was hard on for, I don't have to tell Blue Jays fans who are mostly the baseball fans listening to this show, that that meant you saw the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Rays 18, 19 times a season and Baltimore too, but whatever. Yeah. And this year it's moved. You will see none of those teams more than 15 times. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you add that up across, uh, across all those games with all those teams, it goes from, I think 76 games within your own division down to 52, I believe. And you're going to now see every year, the NL West, the NL central, the NL, you won't go to all of those stadiums. But you will see at least all the National League teams once, whether you go to them or they come to you. And so there was this great article written, like I said, by Jason Stark, who went through and said, what does this really mean? Everybody immediately assumed this would be a huge win for the AL East and all those teams I just referenced, not having to beat the shit out of each other all year and eventually getting to see everyone else. And you start to look at the teams that would be negatively impacted the most and the two that come to mind right off the top that were listed in this article – Cleveland Guardians and the LA Dodgers because the win percentages that they were going to face, right? The number of teams against winning teams were going to go way up. 
you start to think last year, the guardians got fat off Kansas city. Yeah. Right. And, and they're the do- di- yeah, the division blows, right. The Dodgers are getting to pound the shit out of the Rockies a couple times a year and the diamondbacks. diamondbacks yep. And so they're now going to have to come out and they're going to play the AL East and everybody else. And now other teams will go to them and there's travel things that go into that as well, right? Like something tells me though, the Dodgers and they're half a billion they'll, dollars. They'll be all right. Yeah, they'll be all right. They'll do okay. But it was interesting just to go into everything that this is going to change. And one of the biggest ones, and they interviewed uh, an executive from the Tampa Bay Rays. He said, yeah, look, cards on the table. It sucks playing the Yankees, Red Sox, and Blue Jays as much as we do. And it's not just because of how often, it's because of how familiar you get, right? Like they used an example of back in 03 and 04, the Yankees and the Red Sox played each other 57 times over two seasons because of all the in-division play, then the playoffs, and no one has ever hit Mariano, uh, Mariano Rivera harder than the Red Sox did in those two years. Right. And it's familiarity, right? That guy dominated everybody, but the more looks you get at him, the more human he becomes. And so you just start to use those sorts of examples and numbers is how you, you measure this out. And so last year, the Blue Jays played in 18 MLB stadiums. Uh, based on all their home games, their division games, and then the number of NL teams they traveled to. This year, they will play in 22 because they will go to a couple more NL stadiums and a couple more NL teams will come to them. So as much as anything else, a big part of this is your stars. We want Shohei Otani to play everybody, right? They were using the NBA as an example as weaponizing your schedule, right? When do we send our stars in when, when, what matchups do we put on Christmas day? These sorts of things that the NBA does. And this became as much as baseball wants to tell you it's a national sport like the NFL. It's incredibly regional. 100%. You, as much as you and I might really want to see what Shohei Otani is doing. If Sportsnet says, Hey, he's going to be playing the Mariners at 10 o'clock on Sportsnet West. There's a good chance neither one of us are turning that on. It's 10 o'clock. It's, it, I just got other shit on. Well, and I got to <laughs> tell you, if the Jays are rolling in and Otani is, is out due to injury, I'm thinking it's a way better chance I, the Jays are getting three wins here than not. Sure. So I don't need to see Shohei Otani. See you later. I'll, I'd rather see you play the, the Padres. Right. But are you likely to watch that at 10 o'clock after you've already watched three hours of the Jays and uh, zero right. percent chance. So they want to make sure he travels to as many stadiums as he can and as many other teams then come to him. And, and like, I, I understand what you're saying in terms of competitiveness. Yep. You don't want to see him, but you want to see him as a player, right? You want to, yep. it's true. It's an interesting thing that they've done here just in terms of going across baseball and saying, They've almost eliminated the ALNL thing altogether, right? It used to be special to see the right. AL winner versus the NL winner in the World Series. And now, yeah, we may have already seen each other this year twice, right. potentially. And I, I, the other thing that this executive who was unquoted or uh, unnamed there in the article from the Tampa Rays that he was talking about was that if we're going to have this many wild cards, right? three wild cards now in each league. He goes, how fair is it that I got to play the Yankees all these extra times and the Red Sox and the Jays all these extra times while Cleveland is playing, like I said, Kansas City and Minnesota, Chicago, the White Sox, all of this sort of thing. He goes, we're fighting for the same prize, but we're not fighting 
at the same level, right? We're facing very different opponents. Right. He goes, the closer you can get to normalizing that, he goes, look, if we were going to do just a straight division winners, then yeah, win your division. But if the rest of these wild cards are spread out across your league, yep. then you got to play the same amount of these guys. Yeah, if, unless you found some other way to more equitably weigh out the wild cards. Sure. You go, yeah, your team has four 600 winning percentage teams. Yeah. You get two wild cards. The rest of you fight for one because none of you have a 600 winning team. Yeah. It gets a little complicated. Of course it does. Yeah. Of course. And nobody wants that. And no. so, so to me, the idea as you move away, like, man, in my sunny youth, AL East winner, AL West winner, bam. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Those two play each other, you go to the World Series. NL East, NL West. Yep. NL East, NL West play each other. That's it. Four playoff teams, two winners, one World Series. And and, and away you go. And you never saw, you know, you never saw the Dodgers ever, right? You never saw the Braves, you know, like nope. the, the Phillies. When you saw them in the World Series, it was like, look at these Who are guys. these aliens? Yes, yeah. exactly. And you're like. That John Crook, who the hell is that? Right? John Crook, Andy Dalton. That's <laughs> that's it, man. Lenny Dykstra. Yeah, these, yeah. Are, these are the names that I that I remember. <laughs> oh, don't forget about Mitch Williams. Of course, how could you? Yeah, no. Wild thing. So to me, I love those days, but those are gone. Yeah. And so now that you have this, yeah, play everybody a bit, open it up a bit, and have this sort of truer Major League Baseball feel and look to it. They did also add into this article, which, like I said, we'll share uh, in all the usual places, was the travel repercussions. Because obviously now the Giants aren't just coming out to play the Mets. They're coming back to play the Yankees and they're coming back to play the Red Sox, right? And vice versa. So who, who had the most travel added and who had the least? And it's worth noting that that will change year to year because... You're going to, like, if you're a Blue Jays fan, you will play every NL team this year, but you may only go to them or they will only come to you, right? right? So this year, maybe the Jays only have to go to Cincinnati and next year they have to go to San Francisco, right? That will, so the the travel miles will fluctuate, but (laughs) the Tampa Bay Rays and the Boston Red Sox, the Baltimore Orioles, the San Francisco Giants, uh, all had huge most of the coastal teams, right? Yeah, Which, it makes Seattle. sense, right? Like, look at Seattle. Yeah, the f- and that's it. Like Seattle, even if you play within your own division, Houston is not getting any closer. Right. Like, it's already far. But now we're adding these extra trips back to and uh, there are teams who request different things. Apparently, the Mariners, when they go to the east eastern time zone, they suggest and they ask baseball, we'd like to check off as much as we can when we go. Give us three or four series on the road. We'll endure it and we'll come back. The Phillies, right. when they're being sent out west, they ask baseball, we want more homestands. We'll do two cities and come back, two cities and come back. So it depends on your market, what your team uh, wants. It, it, it That's been factored into this as much as stay, possible. Stay front of mind in your local economy. Right. Keep coming back, right? Like just And so it depends on what your team prefers. And so that's interesting. It's been factored in as much as possible. And what you're really going to see is some craziness in April um, the Phillies play more teams against yeah. the, uh, or more games against the AL East in April than they do against the Mets and the, Do- uh, Braves and teams in their own division. One of the reasons for things like that happening is they have tried to do the weird stuff early so that it, if it has to be pushed due to weather, 
you've got more time, right? It was one thing when you were only in your own league. It's it's likely that more often the Angels and Jays can find a mutual off day to fix something than the Jays and Padres yeah. or something like that. So there's going to be some craziness early on that's been built in. Uh, the Jays were actually one of the teams that travel-wise has been has benefited the most this year, right? Again, just the way but this... Just, just, to, just before, just yeah, to yeah. finish that, if, if you do the zaniness early, it also pushes the more divisional stuff later yep. in the season when things do get... Yeah, the Red Sox don't see the Yankees until June, which is odd, right? That's odd for sure. The Cardinals are going to play the Cubs more times in London, England this year than they are in St. Louis up until July, right? They will... <laughs> they're... That was one of those things that had to be taken into when you when you see how much the Cardinals are traveling this year. Keep in mind, there's a transatlantic okay. flight; it's all yeah. just averaged out. But yeah, little weird things like that happen. That if you're going to have to face everybody, things get pushed back and and condensed, right? Like you, the the Yankees and Red Sox are a big one, and the Cardinals and the Cubs are just as big in the Midwest. That is, that right? is a huge rivalry. Yeah, so there's some weird stuff that's going to happen. I think. This is going to take some ironing out. I think we're going to come out of this season and people are going to go, there was some things there that really didn't work or maybe hurt a couple of teams. I can fix that. But I do like, I, I want, especially as an AL East team, Yep. I want the more balanced schedule. I want this to work, but I do think it could be a little bumpy in year one. I want a hundred wins. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Looking at you, Kansas City. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, looking at you, Arizona. Well, just the Jays seeing going from whatever it was, 76 to 52 games in their own division. That's, man, that many fewer. And and it will make your own divisional games, in theory, feel more special, right? If you don't see the Yankees every two weeks, it'll mean more when you do see them. Yeah, 100%. Unless the Red Sox suck again, then I want to see them more. And I'm hoping for that. Yeah, Yeah, everybody is. Yeah, for sure. Another... 22 to six game or whatever yes, the hell it was at Fenway. Yes, guy. Inside the park, Grand Slam. Yeah. We lost that guy. Rymel Tapia. The guy with the hair you like. Yeah. Remember? We did this a couple of weeks ago. The, the tiny giraffe. Yeah. For sure, man. <laughs> it's okay. See you later, buddy. Yeah. You've been replaced by superior pieces. Yep. Hopefully. Hopefully. Anything else for this one, man? Nope. I think that's, that's about it. Yeah. I felt like I had more... Uh, you know, more of a point on the baseball thing. No, but we've circled out some of the zaniness, as you've called it, the wackiness that's going to happen. And to me, that's that's going to be half the fun this year. Well, and I want to see it. Loose. Yeah, and then I will be disappointed that I've <laughs> I've had to see all this other shit that I don't care about. Like seeing the Giants at Yankee Stadium on opening day, you'd never seen that before. But now that's a thing, right? And it's kind of neat in the if you trace the Giants' history back to. To New York and whatever. To Brooklyn? Yeah. But now we're opening up the season in one of your, well, two of your marquee markets are facing each other on opening day. I don't know. To me, that's only good for the game. I, I, I That is good for the game. Yeah. Your Toronto, Arizona, not so good. <laughs> slightly less interesting. Yes. <laughs> I could see that. Minnesota versus the Marlins. Correct. Yeah. All right. Um, it's going to be an interesting season. I, I'm fascinated to see. I don't know. It, it kind of got past me. They've released the schedule a week or two ago. I didn't really notice it. And then like I said, Stark put out this article and you go, holy shit, there's some weird stuff in here. Very so. little gets past you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to let that roll right off my back. Cause you're a sharp dude. That's where I was going with that. Ladies go crazy for a sharp dude. Yeah. <laughs> sharp man. Ladies love cool Matt.
They sure do, man. You see the uh, Hip Hop 50 at the Grammys? I did. I did watch a bit that. Of was that was interesting, man. I thought it was pretty well done. I don't know shit about hip hop and its history, but there's some big names out there. They covered a lot of ground. If anybody missed it at the Grammys, they covered, uh, yeah, the 50th anniversary of hip hop. I don't know who decided hip hop started on what Se- day. 73. Or, right. Well, and see, and Jay-Z, what, what do you got going on there, buddy? Yeah. Rocking the dreads. Kind of, he's got the, the. Yeah. DJ Khaled up there with his, uh, just waving the lighter. I don't know what he's. A lot of, lot of people disputing whether DJ Khaled should even be there or not, but. Well, no, fair enough. But, but they covered a lot of LL Cool J and Busta Rhymes, Run DMC was in there. And then of course, Queen Latifah, who, you know, huge in her, uh, in her, it, like they did some cool stuff right yep. up into the modern area. 100% uh, man. Lil Uzevert was, uh, was on there. So kind of cool, but, yep. uh. Yeah, neither one of us perhaps <laughs> qualified to comment can, can on the history of hip hop. Break that down much yeah. more than that. I just thought it was fun. I, yeah, I did enjoy sure. it. Yeah, the Grammys weren't bad actually. I saw a bit of it. I didn't love a lot of it. I didn't hate any of it. I didn't. That was the only part of it I watched. Okay, I really, I watched more Lizzo. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's uh, more Lizzo. <laughs> As you people have been calling out for on the podcast, yeah, there's a lot of Lizzo. We're on social media at Talk and Audio, and uh, make sure you subscribe wherever you're hearing us right now. For Rob, my name's Matt. We'll see you next time. See ya. That's it. Not work under these conditions. If anybody wants me, I'll be downstairs at McDougal's. Call the weekend guy. I don't care.